I'm Julie. And I am Amy. And it's time to pucker up. Hey, it's been a couple, well, it feels like it's been a couple weeks since we last talked. I guess it's it has been a couple weeks since we last exactly talked. exactly two weeks because we recorded on Wednesday last time, um, immediately after game seven of the Bruins and, was it the Bruins? Bruins and Leafs. Yes, it was because the Leafs leafed it. They did leaf it. You know who else leafed it? Nashville? Nashville leafed it. <laughs> but before we get into our round two wrap up let's talk about something really bizarre that happened in the middle of the night last night and early this morning I mean, it didn't start in the middle of the night last night but last <laughs> night the for in the calder cup playoffs in the ahl the charlotte checkers and the lehigh valley phantoms started what you know should have been a regular hockey game and ended up playing nearly three hockey games five Overtime. Five overtime. Five overtimes. Like so, yeah. That's that's eight periods of hockey. Yeah, almost. They didn't make it through the fifth. I know that earlier this season, the Rockford Ice Hogs had one that went, I think, three overtimes before it wrapped up. Maybe four. I can't remember off the top of my head. I still follow them from when our good boy Michael Latto was up there playing with them. They had one that went to either three or four, but this is like. This is officially the longest game in the history of the American Hockey League. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Flyers, who, are gonna, who have one hell of a baby goalie in their system. Well, they do. They actually pulled him up a couple times this season. They might have done better to keep him up. Yeah, because, I don't know why they didn't. you know, 94 saves on 95 shots. Yeah. They did incredible. not. Uh, like, this game was so... The, the checkers goalie only saved like 58 shots or something like that. So maybe the yeah. Phantoms could have put a few more shots on goal and it wouldn't have gone so long. You know, I've seen Lion play. And I think I've mentioned this before. I've seen Lion play and I've seen I saw him play against Hershey. He played in the outdoor game that they played this year and block and st- he stopped like 50 something shots. They put 50 something shots on him. And he only allowed two. So when he went in after i guess was it neuverth well they had a whole slew of them at at, at one time it was their elliot and then neuverth and then i think it must have been elliot because doesn't neuverth like refuse to play in dc i don't remember anyway i mean starter got pulled in a game that they played in dc and lion went in and i was like no he's so good but yeah they won that game too, didn't they? Not the one where Lion went in. No. Oh. They won one. They won the two where we played them in their barn. I don't think they won the ones in ours. No, they did. They won one of the ones in ours, but it was in overtime on a Provorov goal, I think. You're exactly right. That was the one that <sighs> yeah that my family was supposed to come down to, and they ended up not coming. I mean, because also, when they come to the game that I bring them to every year, Philadelphia's nice enough to lose. You actually ended up sitting next to one of my friends because you resold those tickets, and that's her right. Parents, her parents bought the tickets for her as like a Christmas present or something. I don't know. And like QQ, why can I pull it out of my brain? Like, oh yeah, no, that went to overtime, and I'm pretty sure Provorov was the goal scorer. Like, why is that what's in my brain? Because we've become hockey people. I eat, sleep, and breathe hockey pretty much. We do I hockey podcast in the off season. We'll just continue to talk to each other about hockey. <laughs> no, we've discussed um, what we're going to do. Like we're planning to maybe do it like a quote unquote expansion draft. You can pick from like 
the bottom six forwards and the bottom pair defensemen and like backup goalies and stuff like that. People that would be more likely to not be protected by by the expansion draft rules that Vegas drafted by. And that Seattle will draft by. Oh, Seattle's going to be good. They've got a lot to live up to. That's for damn sure. When it happens, it happens. I hope their name, the Kraken, Seattle Kraken. No more plays on rain. Although I did find out, I was listening to something today about other sports. Uh-huh. Because apparently other sports exist. And no. the uh. women's soccer team in Seattle is the Seattle rain. So it won't be the rain. Oh, good. Cool. I want it to be either, like, it's like please go either Kraken or Sasquatch. Like, come on, guys. Come on. There's so many good options. The Quatch. The Quatch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So let's get into our round two wrap up. Knights and Sharks. I know both of us were rooting for the Sharks. We thought it was going to go to seven. Uh, none of that happened. No. Poor Sharks. Poor Sharks. I don't know what Joe Thornton's going to do with himself other than grow more beard. Man, I feel bad for him because did you see his quote where he was like, yeah, I want to come back and I want to be a shark, but they're probably not going to re-sign him. In all honesty, who would? A desperate Edmonton Oilers team? Maybe? Isn't that how they ended up with Pat Maroon? Very well could be. And then they traded him and he ended up in Jersey? Like, that that can't be right. I feel like it was Pat Maroon, though. I don't know. I don't know. That is yet another one of those hockey facts that you may have pulled out of your ass, and it may or may not have been correct. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to Google it, uh, but I do think that if that Nate Schmidt goal hadn't had been not scored, been a goal, it hadn't been real. Like his, <laughs> like it's it was so bizarre, and it's always super bizarre when that happens because it's like you're the, like the game goes on, and then all of a sudden the goal thing goes off and it's like what the fuck is happening because the hockey gods in the clouds of toronto have <laughs> descended upon that was when they were at home right was it at t-mobile or was it in yeah, san it was jose t-mobile. it was at t-mobile they descended upon t-mobile and said lo we thought we saw a goal it was a goal and it was good and it's just, I'm, I can't imagine what it feels like as a player to be in the middle of, like, playing, and then all of a sudden that happens. And you're like, what the fuck? I get your point, and yeah, it's got to be weird. But hockey is a game such that whenever you're in the middle of playing, something happens that makes you go, what the fuck? I mean, I certainly feel that way about hockey sometimes. Speaking of what the fucks, um, I've got two for the Knights and Shorts series. Yes. Which is, why can nobody on the call say Nate Schmidt? Did you notice that? I did not, but apparently you did. Um, it was dr- I like, guess maybe I hear it the way I know it is. Like, it was Smith or Smith. And I was like, dude, really? This is not it, hard. It says Schmidt. Like, Schmidt, right there. On there the are television Jersey. characters named Schmidt. It's not a hard name. It's not like that guy in Tampa Bay where it's, it's something that's Schuster. Schuster. Spelled stupid. Schuster does not know how to spell. Yeah, no, I hate that. And the other what the fuck is Evander Kane, fuck that guy, played with a separated shoulder and a torn MCL. And scored pretty well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like we talked about last time, we talked about Sean Couturier playing with a torn ACL and scoring a hat trick, but like with a fucking separated shoulder? How do you even shoot? I mean, wrap that shit up. Is it on your off arm? I mean, I can't imagine that it wouldn't have been. 
unless he's got like ace bandages sewn into his skin that are, you know, keeping everything in place. I was like, we were talking about, we made the joke about A Knight's Tale prior to game six of the Caps and Pens uh, series and just, just like taping Nick Backstrom's stick to his arm. (laughs) A la Heath Ledger at the end of A Knight's Tale. But like, I, one of the things I really hate about hockey and I, I, I in I don't want to say enjoy, but I find it really interesting at the end of the season when it yeah, comes out. Yeah, to see out. how banged up everybody yeah. was. Because like and I have no reason to talk about the New Jersey Devils, but I'm going to. Corey Schneider played with that entire series and was a baller in that series with torn cartilage in one of his hips. That's amazing. Taylor, and didn't he have vertigo for a while, like, earlier in the no, season? No, that was Corey Crawford. Oh, okay. I'm getting in, my Corys uh, mixed up. Yeah, you're d- different Corey. Corey on the racist team. And then Taylor Hall had torn ligaments in one of his hands that he had to have surgery to repair. And I just, the amount of pain slash pain medication. Can we, like, that apparently happened in December and was unrelated to the injury that kept him out of the All-Star game. Can we talk about how incredible Taylor Hall is and how even more incredible he might have been had no he kidding. had torn ligaments in his hand? Well, and a sore back from carrying the rest of the team on it. Well, I mean, Nico Hishier played the entire season with a busted wrist. The entire season. Like he said, it was ongoing from the beginning. Like it happened at the beginning. Wow. Somebody else had surgery, and now I can't remember who it was. Well, and this all goes back to the, we have injured players, but we won't tell you. We'll just tell you what general region of the body that they have injured. Well, and Riley Nash got concussed at the end of the season and still played. Like, and it's shit like that that shouldn't be happening. Like, I'm sure the players know their limits, and they know what injuries they can play on. But a concussion... Uh, but come playoff time, that whole the players know their limits thing goes out the window. I know it. They will do everything they can to lace up skates and get on the ice. They shouldn't. I mean... No, I, I don't they, agree. I, and I, I know... I, like, I understand that mentality. Because they're boys, too. Like, and they're boys. And boys never are going to get old and are never going to die. And But, like, I understand hockey. the mentality because this is what they do do this is what they love and you'll hear them say you know they hate being injured and not being able to do it and not being able to be out there like for like tom wilson being suspended which we'll get to just yeah that double sucks for him to sit there have to sit there and just watch like it makes them miserable so i understand like mentally it's taxing on them to just be sitting there and to not be able to do anything to watch your team go down and be able to do nothing I don't know how you play with a separated shoulder. I don't know how you play with half the shit these guys are playing with. <laughs> I don't know how you play. Last year, Eric Carlson played with broken foot. I read something about how that works, and it's because you don't distribute your weight the same when you're on skates. Oh, see, and I was thinking maybe the fact that, like, the foot was actually shoved into a skate boot might actually be more helpful for it. Right, and if it's, wrap, if it's, like, wrapped tightly and then in the skate boot, and it's like the metatarsals or whatever they are, cracked and broken or whatever, probably really was better shoved in the skate boot. But I think he did have to have surgery on it. I mean, I'm sure that shit was jacked up by the time he was done with it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
Do we have anything more to say about it except for bye bye sharks? Bye bye sharks. Good luck, we'll knights. In... Yeah. I guess. I guess. God, I don't want them to go to the final. But we'll see because this next series is going to be good because we just watched the end of Jets and Preds. Yeah. Jets and Preds. Yeah, it is 11 o'clock on Wednesday while we're recording this and Jets and Preds just wrapped up. So uh, let's talk about the Jets and the Preds. Let's talk about Patrick Line. Let's talk about Patrick Line. More specifically, let's talk about Patrick Line's beard. One of the reasons that I wasn't quite sure about, because there were several things about my rooting interest for this series. I have a special place in my heart for Nashville. I spent a decent amount of time there a few summers ago. I just like the city in general. I like Nashville's fans. I like P.K. Subban. I like that whole hockey scene they've got going down there. So there's that. But, but, there's one particular Nashville Predator that kind of grates on both of our nerves because of some things he said when they won the President's Trophy this season. Being Capitals fans, we're a little bit familiar with the President's Trophy because the past two years before this one, we won it ourselves. And there was some talk with Forsberg about, you know, the night that they clinched the President's Trophy, which happened to be the night that they won a game against the Capitals. He said some... clinched the President's Trophy... In Capital One Arena against the Capitals. So Correct. So that's number one. Number two is when asked about it, he said something. I, you know what he said better than I do. What did he say? He said something like, well, we're not the Washington Capitals. And if you're not familiar, which I cannot imagine you would not know this, Philip Forsberg was drafted by the Washington Capitals and traded in what was probably the second dumbest hockey trade after it's one for one Adam Larson for Taylor Hall. We traded Philip Forsberg and someone from the A, I believe, for Martin Arat and Michael Latta. So Womp Womp <laughs> How'd that you work know, out those, for DC? Those big names you hear that are still playing for the Capitals, Martin Erat and Michael Latta. Neither of them were in the NHL anymore. By the way, in that list of shitty trades, somewhere also falls Shea Weber for P.K. Subban. Yeah. Somebody was... I mean, look, anybody who gets traded out of Montreal really is a winner. Well, that's what I'm saying, but... That's the new place good hockey goes to die. Oh, God. Actually, it's kind of Edmonton. But they only take, like... Okay, so I used to say that New Jersey was where good hockey goes to die. And I can't say that anymore for a myriad of reasons. But now, is it going to be Montreal? Or Because that's where it's, like no, people get know, traded right. to Montreal. It, it, was, it was, no, it was Edmonton. Montreal is where bad hockey comes that thinks it's good. <laughs> also, I hate like, Gary Price. <laughs> what does, what does... Montreal just makes some of the stupidest moves. Like, we really need a solid defensive core. I know. We'll pay out the nose for Carl Alsner. And please recall, and I kept seeing this quote come up from an old, from a Russian Machine article after Alsner signed with Montreal over the summer. Because we couldn't pay Alsner here. We didn't have enough money. Alsner became and, a free and, agent. And thank God. I mean, I know he's very lovable and he was a capital for years and years and years. And he's cute and all, but he can't play D to save his life. He got hurt, and it was never the same after that. 
So he signed with Montreal and he was like, well, I want to, uh, famous last Matt Duchesne words. I want to play hockey somewhere and win. <laughs> so you signed with Montreal. You did what now? You know, you signed yeah, with Montreal, Montreal is right? Where good hockey goes to die. Montreal is where, is where hockey goes to get reported on and hated by their hockey community while they try to play good hockey. And then they don't play good hockey. And I wanted Winnipeg to win. We're getting back to the whole... Yeah, no, we're back on track. Rooting interests. I wanted Winnipeg to win, A, because screw Philip Forsberg, B, because I tend to root for underdogs when I have no real rooting interest. I'll tell you why I wanted... Well, other than the petty reason of fuck Philip Forsberg... The Caps can beat the Jets. The one reason I didn't want them to win is now Patrick Laine's beard is going to grow so much that it becomes sentient and lives on its own. It's, I mean, you, you don't think it is already? Like, It's getting there. It can, you know what? If they make it to the final and we make it to the final, Patrick Laine's beard and Tom Wilson's beard can have a throwdown at center ice. Oh my. Because Tom Wilson, I think. Except is, Tom Wilson's beard is just attached to something so much prettier. Well, maybe Brett Connolly's beard. I don't want to talk about Brett Connolly's beard because I have on my feel of like a positive feeling toward Brett Connolly. But no, somebody it it was Nikki that asked tonight pregame, "What's Patrick Liney's beard?" And I said, "Patrick Liney's beard is Groot." <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> so a couple of quick things about the. Present Jets series. We did pick the Jets to win. Amy picked them because because uh, they're an underdog. I picked them because I'm petty. But also, Pekka is the Nashville Predators version of the little girl with the little curl. Oh my God, dude! Two goals on seven shots. Mm. Pekka, and... Pekka, Pekka, Pekka's not getting his Vezina. Mm. Do you do you think that will count toward it? No, the Vezina's going to Vasilevsky. Mm, it's either him or Hellebuck, and there's Ooh. recency bias. When they when I when people vote Hellebuck. for those guys, for some reason I was thinking it was Flurry, because I no I it's hell. it's Hellbuck and and Vasilevsky the Vasilevsky. other two. Mm. Yeah, I. So between the three, it ain't gonna be Pekka. No, I feel bad for him because but those were not. Mm. I mean, and then I keep having to see that gif of him sitting in the tunnel all turtled no. up, which was awful. And I'll tell you the other thing about this series is I cannot believe PK said that they were going to go back to Nashville for Game 7, and it worked. PK is slightly magical. I love PK Subban. It's going to be Jets night. Oh, does this mean that, like, in the middle of the ice at T-Mobile Arena, that the Knight's going to come out and, like, spike a jet from out of the air with his sword? Like, what's going to happen then? Throw a javelin or something? (laughs) <laughs> there's so oh, that stuff is so silly do you know what i learned today by listening to uh, uh another hockey podcast that i did not know already mm. in vegas at the t-mobile arena they don't cut off alcohol sales that doesn't surprise after me it's vegas the second intermission they don't cut them off at all that oh yeah and it's vegas the true and the person what's funny is and you'll get a kick out of this the person that was talking about this he was a reporter and i can't even remember who now to be honest said he remembers this because he remembers in a game that was about to go into overtime he was out on the concourse in the intermission between the end of the third and overtime and he saw milan lucic walking around the concourse 
with several adult beverages that he had recently purchased. <laughs> so right, that's right. I um, mean, that's fair. And honestly, I'm glad that this year Capital One Arena decided to like do the whole, yeah, we're going to keep a bar open, but it's like one bar and it's on the opposite side of the arena from me. Yeah, and it's one on our, you know, the upper concourse and one on the in the lower bowl, and that's it. That's it. So for eighteen thousand people, you'd never get through the line. And B, it's really far. I know, right? All right, well, let's talk the other. We'll save the best for last. We'll talk the other. Obviously, we're gonna save the best for last. (laughs) Eastern Conference series, Bulls Bruins. Um, So, in our little bullet points here, I I see you've written down gentleman sweep. That is, I will say, the first time I've heard that term. Have you not heard that term? That is the you graciously allow the Knights and Sharks was one as well you graciously allow the other team to win one game so that you don't sweep them because you're gentlemen and sweeping them would be rude oh whatever like these guys are worried about being gentlemen no I fucking know so, um, to follow up on a previous thing that we had said, we were we discussed um, on the last podcast that we were pretty sure that this series we would find out if the Bruins' defense was as terrible as it looked against Toronto, and if Tuka Rask was a bad goalie, and... Check! Check! It was true! <laughs> I don't think they ever pulled Tuka, and I don't think Kudobin ever played, but shit was not good. No. Vasilevsky remains a witch... I, I, I maintain my new stance on that is that if you keep calling him a witch, it will continue to give him power. Well, I'm here to say it. And once everyone recognizes it, perhaps we can do something to remove his power from his body. Can we dump a bucket of water on his head? Will he melt? Will he melt? We need something to counteract Russian witchcraft. Counter spells. Salt. We need salt. Pittsburgh's got a lot. We should go there. Just kidding. Maybe Ovi's mother could counteract Russian witchcraft. She looks like she could. Don't be mean. She's a very nice lady. She's a very nice lady, but she doesn't take any shit from anybody. I mean, she negotiated Ovi's contract. She can probably make her way around some witchcraft. That's probably true. What my other thing? Oh, Brad Marchand (laughs) is playing gay chicken. I would call him Ratatouille, but the little Remy the Rat from Ratatouille is cute. He's not. Brad Marchand is playing gay chicken with the entire NHL, and he is winning. I mean, but he seems to be a little, a, a little um, repentant. Yeah, because he got in that. trouble. That's the only reason he's repentant. He's not sorry. And and all the headlines, and I'll, I'll ask this question because all the headlines are asking it. We'll, we'll get your opinion on this. Will he change? No. Will we see a different? You know, he reminds me of. And I just had this thought, but it's true. I don't know how familiar you are with the Winnie the Pooh books. But remember when Tigger bounces himself up the tree? No, I don't. So Tigger, he's, he's, he likes to bounce. He bounces all over the place. He loves to show off how well he can bounce. And he goes out and he plays with little, little Rue, Kanga's little child. And they bounce. And Kanga says, well, I, I bet I don't think you can bounce up in this tree. And Tigger says, Tiggers can do anything. Grabs Rue, bounces up the tree with him, gets stuck up the tree. Doesn't know how to bounce down. And when the whole little hundred acre wood animals, including Pooh and Kanga and Rabbit, and everybody comes to help him, 
he's so sorry and he'll never do it again and he'll stop bouncing and you know you'll see a new tigger you know and and so they help him down and they save tigger and rue and the moral of the story which is also interesting in this hockey case is that <laughs> once tigger once tigger comes down and he stops bouncing all of the creatures in the hundred acre woods say you know what we really like Tigger better when he's bounced. Exactly. So here's the thing I think about it. I think that it wouldn't even be a problem if Ryan Callahan wasn't having a total, like, no homo breakdown about having been licked by another man. <sighs> because Leo Komarov didn't care, and it wasn't a problem. Well, yeah, and, and you know, there are the people, there, there are several, you know, schools of thought about this whole thing. There's the whole God, this is a travesty. Yeah. And how dare we bring this into this already screwy-ass sport where, you know, people are playing injured and people are getting their heads knocked off and people are donating their brains to science because they've sloshed around in their heads for too long. How dare somebody lick someone? And then there are the people that are like, it's fucking funny. It is. Look, if (laughs) if it were... Any like Melanie thinks it's fucking hysterical. Well, and the thing about it is, is what makes it more hysterical is when people like Leo Komarov go, "Yeah, you licked me." Leo's like, "All right," <laughs> but it, like he it's kissed like... me before too. Like that's well, what when, makes it funny. When, when Ryan Callahan goes, oh, "I got licked." When Barshawn kissed him, Komarov was like, "I guess he thinks I'm cute." All right. Yeah. See, and that's how you play that shit. Because that's not that's not how he wants you to play that shit. Right. How he wants you to play that shit is what Ryan Callahan did, which was, oh, look, he licked me. That's gay. Horrible. Yeah, no, I mean, because the whole point is to get Callahan to commit a penalty. Right. And the one narrative that I hate that comes out of it is like, oh, well, he's non, not consenting to be licked. Yeah, well, if... And it's like, oh, he's not consenting to be licked. If you walked up to anyone outside of a hockey game and did that, you'd be arrested. Well, if you walked up to anyone outside of a hockey game and punched them, you'd be arrested, too. But you can do that on the ice. Mostly. Yeah, you're consenting to a lot just by being in a hockey game. Trust me. Like, I don't, I mean, look, it's gross. I mean, like, it's gross as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fucking disgusting. This is how they all got the mumps. Oh, by the way, I'm watching TV with the sound turned down, so I'm seeing graphics and shit after the game. Um, Carrie Underwood has tweeted that um, from now on she is officially a Vegas Golden Knights fan, so red alert. I hate her so much. You're whispering something and I can't hear what it is. I, said, I just said I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that might be how you felt about that. Yeah, I mean, look. I get it. I was a who was I a fan of? I, I was a Nashville for, fan last year. I last for year, Ottawa for a hot second. Well, I did too, and then uh, I mean, and then MO when that went is, away, I rooted for Nashville. My mo is rooting against the Penguins. As a except we don't have to do that anymore. Let's talk about that. Yes, please. Uh, um, the Washington Capitals are in the East Coast East Conference Final. Eastern Conference Final. I can't even fucking talk. It doesn't matter. We beat the Penguins. We beat the Penguins. Ding dong, the Penguins are dead. We beat the Penguins by transferring our second round President's Cup curse to the Nashville Predators by posting selfies and distracting the Penguins and through sheer force of will and the power of positive thinking. Correct. And some alternative chirps from 
me in the 400s. I have also screaming it. yelled some things. Please, yes. please tell us a story of uh, Amy. Amy has some very gentle chirps. I mean, gentle. I don't know. Alternative is what I like to call them. You know, Sidney Crosby wears footy pajamas. My mother likes that one. <laughs> and and um, now a segment we like to call stuff Amy yelled at the Penguins from the 400 level of Capital One Arena. Exactly. Jay Gensel likes his own Instagram posts. Another Sidney Crosby one. Sidney Crosby always buys the extended warranty. Phil Kessel sleeps with a nightlight. And my favorite one, which I came up with on the fly and had never used before, was, and I waited until it was it was the period during which Matt Murray was on my end of the ice. I yelled, Matt Murray's a Philadelphia Flyers fan. And a woman behind me turned to whoever she was with and said, somebody's going to come down here and punch her. So I, too, took up yelling things at the penguins from the 400 level of capital one arena to mixed results from the people around me oh the people in my row loved it the only person who didn't love it is when i yelled phil castle loves hot dogs and this girl penguins fan sitting behind me was like this really irritated her for some reason and she's like yeah he does love hot dogs i don't like hot dogs but he does and i'm like um but he really doesn't and that's the joke yeah, no. Uh, according to his sister, he doesn't really even like hot dogs that much. It's called... Did you did you yell it like like Wish does on the podcast? I didn't. And he goes, hot dogs. I did not. Oh, that would have been even better. My other ones were, Hey Latang, where's your boy band? That's a good one. And I had two Sidney Crosby ones. I had Sidney Crosby keeps his socks on during sex. I used that one too. Which was really interesting because after I yelled that, a male Penguins fan in the row in front of me turned around, made eye contact me with me, and then gave me a head nod like he knew. And I was like, okay. And then uh, the next game, I escalated it to Sidney Crosby keeps his Crocs on during sex. Yeah, I didn't use that one. <laughs> and then um, my other one was Jake Gensel wears water wings in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. We talk a lot of shit about... Uh... But it's fun. I know. Because they're awesome. And so that was game five. Game five. The, the game was a magical third period. I mean, I have to be honest. I did not get to go to game five. I went to a friend's birthday party and we ended up watching the game extremely drunkly in her basement. And my roommate led an entire group of people in intermission yoga. And oh, yes. I want you to know that I watched that game. Two guys who are A, not hockey fans. A, not cap, B, A, no. A, not hockey fans. B, not capitals fans. And they, A, noticed that the officiating was fucking terrible. And B, noticed that if you shoot high glove side on Murray, you will score. Yep. It's funny. Danielle was at game five with me, my friend Danielle, who, quick side note, Danielle has proposed that we do a little Danielle segment every week that's just called, mm-hmm, okay. about things that make us say that. She does. She hasn't nominated anything for the mm-hmm segment, but I'm going to actually record her doing that noise because she's really good at it and she does it a lot. <laughs> and I'll, I guess I will insert it. <laughs> but 
I I would say on her behalf that one of the things that made her go mm-hmm a lot during game five, she actually said to me, okay, I've never seen the refs this bad. She's like, I don't know a lot about hockey, but I know that there should be some penalties being called that are getting called for us, but are not getting called for the Penguins. And I was like, yep, your eyes work. <laughs> so the, the the most egregious one being, I don't know, Brian Rust getting his stick in Holtby's neck and dragging him to the ice. Yeah, that was one of them. Which resulted in my roommate, who, like, she'll yell at hockey, but not, like, a lot of, like, screaming at hockey. She was yelling. She was offended. Yeah, when she, when she, when she yells, she means it. <laughs> Melanie, Melanie's only taking hockey seriously for the playoffs. I'll remember that when the fantasy hockey draft starts next season. It's not that she likes fantasy hockey, and it's not that she cares about hockey in the regular season. It's just that she's very, very competitive. Mm. Super competitive. So hockey is an outlet for her competitive nature. Oh, my God. Oh, no, we played we played fantasy football one year. I used to be good at that when I cared about football. I've never cared about football, but I did really good in fantasy football. Beginner's luck. Because I did yeah. terrible at fantasy hockey. Yeah, I did terrible at fantasy hockey, too. So, this Caps-Pens series was your typical Caps-Pens shit show. Oh, yeah. And I know we talked about on the previous episode about Oshie's shoulder maybe separating, um, but I guess you can play through that, according to Evander Kane. And he actually started practicing again and started checking dudes and decided he had had enough of Chris Letang toward the end of Game yeah. 5 and just started punching him. So, um, causing his sweet, sweet child to implore people not to fight Papa. Oh my God. His daughter on Instagram threatened to go to their house and tell them not to fight Papa. So much. It's too much. So cute. Don't fight Papa. In other bad things that happened that series, the hit on Brian Dumoulin from Tom Wilson, which was clean and would not have been as bad a hit if Dumoulin hadn't pulled up to avoid slamming into Alexander Ovechkin. Not Tom's fault. And then the hit by Tom Wilson on Zach Aston Reese. Who should be playing lacrosse with a name like that. And I hate to even bring it up because it's such a controversial thing and everybody... has a different fucking opinion on it but it was a clean hit i don't know if it, well was i don't it know if it was a clean yeah it, i i don't know if it was a clean hit i think at that point after the you know prior game where he had hit dumoulin which wasn't even his fault nope and which they didn't penalize at the time of course they didn't penalize the zach aston reese hit either yeah because they looked at it said it was clean, looked at the video, said it was clean, told him it was clean, and then decided to suspend him three games because Mike Sullivan went and said, oh, well, his jaw's broken and he has a concussion. So they suspended him because Mike Sullivan went out and manipulated the injury because, and I'm saying this because Mike Sullivan declined to provide any list of injuries that his players were playing with after breakdown day. So he did that purely for the manipulation to get Tom Wilson suspended. They're ta- they talk about, oh, well, Aston Reese didn't see it coming. Aston Reese leaned into that hit. 
Yeah, he counter hit. He yeah. The only reason it was that bad is because he was counter hitting. And they're like, oh well, Tom flew up and into the box. Yeah, because he's Aston... six foot four and weighs two hundred and a bunch. And Aston Reese came at him from below because Aston Reese went and down hit to counter hit. Yep. And that's and his and when Aston Reese went down to counter hit. Physics dictates that Tom's body is going to go through Aston Reese's head just by sheer physics of it because he's trajecting Tom's body upward. And you can go and watch the video of Tom Wilson talking about it. He has, I mean, I, Tom Wilson is a big dumb baby, but I love him and I would die for Tom Wilson. As I said yesterday, he took this time that he was suspended and went and He's been watching tape. He's watched his his hit, other hits that people have been suspended for. He is trying. He's trying. He knows that he's doing things that he could be better, and he is trying to be better. And I'm so sick of Penn's fans saying that he's garbage and that they, like, are wishing death on him. Like, come on. It's a fucking Oh, and that my, you know what my, one of my favorites was? He doesn't sell tickets. <laughs> do you want to fucking bet? Dude, do you know how many Wilson jerseys I see when I go to Capital One Arena? I mean, I would say most of the teenage fandom of the Capitals Burakovsky, is female and, and for Burakovsky and Wilson. Do you remember when we went to the season ticket holder party and I had that issue with my wristband for the the OV photo op, so I had split off from you guys. And yes. then I got upstairs, and when I got up there, you're like, oh, are you looking for Tom Wilson? And I'm like, no. They just assumed, because I was young and female, I was there for Tom Wilson. Well, you know, Ovi assumes when people are young and female and members <laughs> of the press that they're there for Tom Wilson, too. <laughs> Ovi, Ovi's aware of what Tom Wilson looks like. <laughs> Oh, Oh, he was so adorable in that interview. I fucking love Alex Ovechkin. For those of you who haven't seen it, go go seek it out. But basically, they asked him about why it was it was about another interview. It was why Oshie was smiling so hard. They asked Ovi why he was so excited about Tom coming back. And it was because the interviewer and he had been laughing about it because the interviewer was super excited about it. Right, and a, and then he turns and then he turned to the interviewer, interviewer who is obviously female, and said, "You like him, yeah." Yeah, there's it's, uh, there's a Russian <laughs> machine article about it actually. Yes. Oh, it was so cute. Tom Wilson was out for um, three, three games, games, and in that three games, just span, long enough for us to beat the Penguins. Yep. Um, in that three game span, though, I want to talk about the hit Gensel laid a blindside hit on John Carlson. That really rang his bell. Yeah. Carly was rattled after that. And like, he kind of, he looked like a little weeble on the ice for a hot second before he sat down. And he went through concussion protocol, but the league didn't even look at it, which is total bullshit because that was an actual blindside hit. Gensel saw numbers and went in anyway. So, who's dirty? I mean, but look, this is a team whose captain beats a man's head on the ice and they think it's totally fine so whatever chop people's fingers off spears guys in the crotch so game six went to overtime because none of the other games in that series had gone to overtime yet and as we've said previously the caps don't believe in finishing games in regulation 
So obviously it had to go to overtime. I will Dang. say that that my boyfriend Braden Holpe played a big role in that happening. Oh hell yeah. He stood on his head and I hope he is ready to do that again. Yep. We had five five rookies, four or well, I was gonna say four because Yarabek's not technically a rookie, but he didn't play. I wish he would. Nathan Walker played his first ever NHL, NHL playoff, playoff game. game. Got his first, got his ever first NHL, NHL playoff, playoff point. point. First Australian ever to do so. We love him. Oi, oi, oi. He's a very nice boy. I've seen him play he a lot. Is, and he kangaroo hops. He did, like, there's a video, uh, and he does, like, a kangaroo imitation, and it's pretty much the best thing ever. That One video is pretty much the best thing ever. Everybody's celebrating. Ovi's just yelling. It's, Ovi, like, it's fucking Ovi catharsis, Ovi hugged Becky. Catharsis. Like, the look on Eller's face, the smile on Ovi's face. It's just, TJ's just howling in the background. It's everything it's the bestest and everybody's like oh washington's celebrating too much it's not like you won the cup bitch you don't understand you don't understand nashville understands a little bit yeah nashville understands a little bit now you like to just have it taken away from you year after year after year and to be told your window's closed your window's closed your team's gonna suck this year and for your captain to step up and say we're not gonna suck we're doing this we're going in. We're going in with all these rookies. Two of the guys that played in game six had never played a playoff game before. Verona and Ju said this is their first. This is their rookies. I love this stupid fucking team. And Me I'm gonna, too. I'm going to celebrate until the game starts at 8 o'clock tomorrow. And then we're going to crack down and um, panic. Well, yeah. But the other thing we're going to start up again tomorrow. Cats, Cats cuties. cuties. Hashtag Caps Cuties. So make sure you take your best selfies and your cute dogs and your cute babies and your cute cats and your cute whatever else is and you hashtag Caps Cuties and say, hey, Tampa Bay Lightning, I hope this is a distraction. Look how beautiful we all are. Let's go Caps. Let's go Caps. Worked against the Penguins. And that's what I mean when I say the power of positive thinking. We're going to win through sheer force of will because everyone's already saying, oh, well, Tampa Bay is going to win in six or Tampa Bay is going to sweep them. Like, no, no, we're not going down without a fight. Fuck that. Fuck that. I mean, you know, because we go to the games together every time somebody like we saw on the train or on the street. Are we going to win? I always said, yep. Not, oh, I hope so. And I just kept my mouth shut because I really was not feeling good about it that day. But I didn't say anything negative. I just didn't feel good about it. But, I mean, I don't know if it was I didn't feel good about it or I didn't feel good about going to a Caps-Pens games, period. Because they are not fun. Something tells me they will be more fun in the future. Oh, they might be. So let's get into our Western Conference final preview. Jets, Knights. You know, aside from the spectacle that... Whatever the... Now, who gets home ice there? Uh, The Jets. Oh. Yep. Oh, so we're going to have whiteouts... Yep. Versus... Um, the Jets. Jets and Preds were one and two in the their division. Uh, I. You know what? I wouldn't know that if they hadn't said it about a dozen times toward the end of the game. Mm. So. <laughs> and I, I was watching with the sound turned down, so. It's not a thing that I actually know. They just said it a bunch of times toward the end of the game. Hey, that's how you learn stuff. I know. So, all right. So starting in Winnipeg with the whiteout. Yep. And then moving to Knights territory where they're going to put on a show. 
I can't wait to see what they do. Not that I watched what they did with the sharks, or, and I only saw like pictures later of what they did with the kings. But I mean, it's Vegas. They're ridiculous. They are ridiculous. Everything. Everybody's got their thing. Like Nashville's got their band, and like the Caps got to do more, man. Yeah, they do. I'm curious to see that you know, because I haven't been to an Eastern Conference final game ever. See if there are any stops that they could pull out. No, they're just going to give us more rally towels. <laughs> and they Fuck won't even off. be. They won't I've even be. I've already got a collection of like six of them for Brian. They won't even be good rally towels like the the sharks. <laughs> just say all caps on them. Well, and what's really interesting too is that you know Tampa Bay isn't a team that we play a lot, so like. I'm having a difficult time, and maybe those of you who follow us on Twitter, and those of you who don't, start following us on Twitter, at PuckerUpPod. Tweet to us and tell us, like, kind of slogans we can put together to, like, you know, Cavs versus Bolts type slogans. Because there's nothing. We got yeah. nothing. We, and I like mean, like, said, there's no real history there to... I mean, I don't to even fall have anything, on like we do with the pens. I don't even have anything interesting to say about the Western Conference Final because, like, I don't, I don't care. I tell you what, it should be good hockey to watch. Oh yeah, low scoring. It's gonna go to overtime every night, which yeah, means I'm and because not gonna it's... watch a single second of it. Yeah, because it will be on late. And what time zone is Winnipeg in? I don't even know. I think they're in Central Time. They may be Mountain oh. Time. They're either Mountain or Central. They're not all the way because they're a Central Division team. Ah. Atlanta Peg threats, as a friend of mine calls them. I mean, go with what you know. <laughs> I do like I'm you know, somebody somebody posted today. I do like the campaign that the Bruins put up against Tampa Bay years ago. Mm. With all the jokes about how all the old people live in Florida. Yeah, except um, the article that they posted and this was in the the Russian Machine Patreon Slack. Except the article that he posted was like they had to take the the posters down because lightning fans were bitching it, well you know what they, they can bitch it was funny it was funny and if i were a lightning fan i would be like huh because it was funny you gotta be able to laugh at yourself man and just a little clue shout out to dave carrera tampa bay lightnings fan if lightning is gonna win in six and the caps are gonna win all their home games how that works that buddy. doesn't mean they win in six how that work buddy that's math you got an english degree Hey, I I'm just saying, degree. I got English degree and I can't do math. So, Eastern Conference Final, which the Washington Capitals are in. Yes, they are! So I wrote, everyone keeps saying the Lightning are going to sweep, and I'm like, why? And people are like, history! And I'm like, bitch, fuck history. Where has history gotten you this year so far? Out in round two, that's where. Caps in seven, get fucked, Tampa Bay. I hardly endorse all of that message. Oh, and also maybe Hedman cannot spear anyone in the nutsack this series. I mean, that would be nice. Don't think I forgot, motherfucker. <laughs> I did hear, again, I listen to a lot of other hockey podcasts, and I wish I could, you know, give shouts out to the right people that were saying the right things, but they all get confused in my head. But I did hear someone say that one of the things that the Caps might want to take advantage of is the fact that the Lightning really only have one really good D pair, and it's Caps their top have D no pair. Good D pairs, so. I mean. <laughs> also, I think Tampa Bay's PK is um, not so hot. Well, good, because our power play is not so hot. <laughs> Look, we need to talk about positives for the Caps. 
I know the caps are trash. I still love them. I think they can do it. I think they can too. And I, got... I will, I will, I will throw a little reminder out here now, so that when we talk at some point in the future, we can talk about this. That at the beginning of this season, when everybody was saying, "Oh my God, we're like, you know." pulling people up from Hershey left and right. And we have all these rookies and it's not the same team we had before. I said Pittsburgh won a cup last year with kids with half no of the freaking Wilkes-Barre yeah. Scranton Penguins. Like, why can't we? I said that at the beginning of this hockey season. I just want to throw that out there and put it on the record. I mean, what I said at the beginning of the hockey season was already blown out of the water. Fuck you, Victor Hedman specifically. No, what I said at the beginning of the hockey season was that the Stanley Cup final would be Las Vegas versus the New Jersey Devils in a battle of which offseason decision the Washington Capitals made was dumber. Well, and you know what? There's another reason I'm glad that the Jets freaking won. Because now it won't be, well, if the Caps make it to the final, will they have to play against Philip Forsberg? Or they have to play against GM GM? And Nate Schmidt. Don't forget Nate Schmidt. I wasn't and talking Nate about GMGM. I was talking about Nate Schmidt. Oh, I know. And Marcus Johansson. Yes. Maybe it would have been different if he hadn't gotten concussed twice. I don't know. Fuck Brad Marchand. So let's go. Our next segment. Um, oh, Caps in seven? I like six. You like six? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been sticking with it. And frankly, if we're praying to hockey Satan, a good six, six, six I like would that. work out well. I like that. Maybe we should have gone to Tampa Bay. No. Because we're going to go to Winnipeg. By the way, my, my friend Josh, shout out to my friend Josh, who keeps promising to listen to our podcast and hasn't yet. So maybe you'll never hear this. When I talked about our grand ideas about hopping into a car, like at this very moment, and driving down to Tampa Bay. Yeah, we'd probably still be on the road. He said, look, I made that drive because years ago he used to work for, for Comcast and he used to work baseball games. He did sound, audio stuff. And he said, I've made that drive down to cover... Tampa baseball games he said it is the shittiest drive you will ever make because just when you get to Florida you realize how much further you actually have to go (laughs) I uh oh that's not like I drove from Atlanta to Newark once over the summer so I don't know yeah but that's that's like half of this trip no it's not Atlanta to Newark no it's like slightly displaced the whole trip 15 yeah. hours. Atlanta to Newark was 13, I think. Maybe it was Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we didn't, and I'm glad we're going to go to the outdoor watch party tomorrow, because no, that's going to be fun. there is an outdoor watch party in uh, Gateway Park in Rosslyn. If you see us, say hi. I will have a really quirky Braden Holtby blanket on the ground, and so I will be sitting on Braden Holtby's face. You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. all right. I'll see you there. Probably. Um, segment two is the low lights, and I we've already touched on most of these. Um, Lickgate 2018, big low light, or it's a highlight, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's a low point in hockey, but it's pretty fucking funny. I mean. Um, Tom Wilson's suspension sucked. Yeah. Um, Gensel's blindside hit on Carlson. Uncool. Sucked. I listed this as a low light because I was really kind of grossed out by it. But did you see the gif of the Preds fans pouring a beer down a catfish into someone's mouth at game one? Yeah, apparently that happens often. Can... (sighs) (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine... You just have to be way drunk before you dig into that. 
There's no other way you get through that. I don't like catfish, first of all. Well, I don't like much fish that's not shellfish. I mean, I'm the worst person for having grown up in the South. I don't like catfish. There's always bones. It's a thing. Yeah, no, that's fucking disgusting. Like, I know catfish is their thing, but, like, respect yourself. Yeah, I mean, I dig throwing the catfish on the ice. It's and they dress him up all cute. Did you see the top? Put a little cowboy hat on him. Did you see the one from Cinco de Mayo? Had a little sombrero on. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I, I think that's fun, but I just I'm, I'm not drinking go ahead a beer and say that's been it, and you can you can cut it out later if you want. But there's no way you don't just get a whole lot of catfish juice in your mouth when you do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> And that's just, ew. Ew, ew, ew. Oh, you know what? I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> another low light. That stupid ass Game 2 Connolly goal that you know Murray sees in his nightmares. <clears throat> yeah. Because that goal, that goal was so stupid. I'm pretty sure I turned to you and I said, I have no idea how he let that go in. Well, no, that we would have been watching that game there. So it must have been Game 3? No, okay, it was game, I, for some reason, no, it was definitely game two. Maybe I turned and said it to someone else. Maybe I said it to Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly hear you saying that. I bet I said it to Nikki. if you turned and said it to me, it I, was I bet at I said your it house. I Nikki or Sarah, because I also feel like I saw it on, the, like, the screen, and it just, like, it just, like, bloop, bloop, bounced over Murray, and then, It, like, like hit the tip of his glove, and, you know, went. And then, like, bounced into the paint. And then, like, bounced again over the goal line. And it's like, why didn't you have that? Why the fuck are you a goalie, you incompetent dork? Actually, a lot of the goals against him were, like, just sheer incompetence. Like, why? Like, how did you make it this far? Well, and like I said, I told you I talked to a couple of of coworkers that are Penns fans who actually live in Pittsburgh. who were saying, you know, Pittsburgh fans have been complaining about Murray all year. Which is easy to do when you see Flurry lighting shit up. Oh, come on. Flurry was out for half the year with a concussion. I understand that. But they've got you... they've got seller's remorse. Would you know what you lost? Another low light is Penn's fans in general being douche canoes. That's one of my favorite words. There was another incident of somebody telling a Caps fan of color to stick to basketball. Mm-hmm. Dude was promptly reported and is now suspended from Twitter, but yes. Um, Apparently it's not the first time he's been suspended from Twitter either. That wouldn't surprise me. You can't, like, I'm sorry. Hockey's for everyone, even douchebags, apparently. Now, I will say that, you know, not quite douche canoe status, but under the heading of, hey, don't do that, is setting terrible towels on fire in the streets of D.C. Yeah, not great. Probably you should inhale those fumes. It's not a good look. Like, don't stoop to their level. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, not quite douche canoe, but under the heading of, hey, don't do that. And speaking of things that they do that I hate, that I wish we wouldn't do, goalie chanting. Okay, so there was, I, I pointed this out in the in the Russian Machine Patreon Slack today. There was a nice little thing about goalie chanting, and I tend to agree with it. Like, I don't like the goalie chanting to begin with, but if you're going to do it, do it right. And the way it originated was with first names. That is not the problem I have with it. I know. The problem you have with it is people do it when, like, they're not getting blown out or doing the blowing out. Like, here's the thing. 
Pittsburgh does it when the score is tied. Pittsburgh does it when the score is tied at zero to zero. Yeah. There's nothing to chant the goalie about. Holtby hasn't let in any goals. Although my favorite goalie chanting story that I personally have is I went on a Caps road crew trip to Philadelphia earlier this year. And there was a guy sitting in front of us who, well, the Caps were getting whipped. And it was unfortunate. And honestly, this guy was trying to, it was Grubauer that was in the net. And he, actually, did Holtby get pulled that game? Groovy started it, I think. Anyway, Grubauer was in the net, and he didn't know Grubauer's name. And Grubauer doesn't really lend itself to goalie chanting that well. Which is why I brought up the first name, Keith. Philip does. Yes. Grubauer does not. So, and he didn't know Grooby being the abbreviation of said name, goes... Gruber, and this whole and like the entire row behind him is Caps fans, and every time he does it, we all just crack the fuck up. Because <laughs> he did it like the entire third period, and every single time we just cackle. And did nobody join him? It was just no, like the lonely Gruber. One dude. That's just silly. But yeah, I think note to Caps fans: if you absolutely must chant the goalie in the Eastern Conference Finals, chant Andre, because Vasilevsky ain't going to work. work. Vasilevsky is not going to work. Like, A, if you're a Caps fan, don't chant the goalie at all. It's bad luck, bad karma. It is. It's bad juju. See what happened to Pittsburgh? They do it all the time. Every time Columbus did it in their series, when they were at home, we won. We would score. So don't chant the goalie is what I'm saying. Also, it's okay to believe. It is okay to believe. As long as we're putting rules out there. <laughs> it's okay to celebrate because you can't let anyone police how you enjoy something. Unless, you know, you turn on what, Sports Center. Oh, not Grant. Well, Grant Paulson, but um, was it part of the interruption? I don't know. That talked about how, um, how Washington was a second uh, rate um, sports town or something. Yeah. Or a minor league sports Wilmot town. Wilmot or... is the guy's name or something like that. I yeah. don't remember. I don't know what the... Tony Kornheiser and somebody else. Yeah. Whoever they, they do that They sound like with. assholes. Well, yeah. Who don't... I mean, when was the last time you saw hockey on SportsCenter? <laughs> One more asshole thing in our low-light section before we move on is... Um, it's now deleted, so you can't look it up. But there was, for a while, a tweet going around by a Twitter user, John L. Chapman, who had collected a list of dumb shit that AJ Malesko had said that proved that she needed to work on calling games in the A or something and get some experience before she could be on TV because she just didn't know anything about hockey. And the entire list was just inane shit hockey announcers say. And all of it was better than some of the shit that I've heard Pierre Maguire say. And in fact, for this to come out after Pierre Maguire literally asked Ovechkin how it felt to score in overtime when the game didn't even go to overtime, like, really, call it what it is, you don't like that there's a woman calling hockey. Yeah, got news for you. One of the highest rated hockey games this year. Was that women's hockey game? Mm Mm-hmm, was a gold medal game. And it's like, and the stupid thing is, like, 
AJ Melissa and it was on in the middle of the night AJ during the week. Played hockey. She knows hockey. But like hockey announcers say dumb shit. Do you know how many times I have brought up TJ Oshie having a stiffer shaft and just cackled? Because hockey announcers say dumb shit. Hockey announcers say hockey porn. Oh my I think God. my favorite during the Penn series was something about there was a a, a knob save. Oh my God! And then um, and how Murray's... sometimes you don't want your knob to be too big because no. sometimes it covers up the or gets in the way of the puck. That was a Rene save. Yes, it was. And you're right, it was just one of the games that he was on because when Rene's on, he's on. He knocked a puck away with. The knob of his, with his knob. <laughs> and Amy and I, A, were like, holy shit. But then B, they kept talking about it and they kept saying knob and we're 12 year old boys and we couldn't stop giggling. Knob, shaft. Like hockey, like there are so many words in hockey that are just like, uh, well. Crease. I really hate crease as like a word. I know. So highlights for this week. Highlights for this week. I just, like, my first bullet just says, you know what the fuck it is. Yeah, well, obviously. The Washington Capitals are going to the Eastern Conference Final. Yay! TJ Oshie's steal from Phil Kessel for the empty net goal in Game 5, which was slick as fuck. True, but I will add this. If you had told me, I don't know, a month ago, the Caps are going to win Game 6 against the Pens and take the series in overtime... When Ovi steals the puck from Crosby, passes it to Kuzi, who splits the D and goes five hole on Murray, I'd say get the fuck out of my life. It just sounds so unbelievable, but it's so good. And Latang's really stick goes flying, and it's all Latang's fault. Oh, that was the other mm-hmm from Danielle. That flying stick from Latang? She said, I couldn't pay attention to whether or not we scored. Because all I saw was some penguin stick go flying in the air trying to hit somebody in the head. Well, Chris Letang's a dirty motherfucker. Well, yeah. I got to talk about my best and brightest Czech son, Jacob Verana. His first we NHL playoff him. goal. Don't I love him. Me. He is just, he's great. And I wish the Caps would treat him better. Barry Trotz. His first NHL playoff goal had an assist from Braden Holtby. One other thing from outside, so we not not all of these are um, talking about the Washington Capitals. Two Predators, one Dustin Bufflin. Dude, so that's almost like two Blue Jackets, one Tom Wilson, but... Almost, except that was just two Blue Jackets running into Tom Wilson. This is Dustin Bufflin grabbing With a one... a guy on each arm! One Predator in one hand, <laughs> one Predator in the other hand, dragging him out of a scrum... Also, tonight, apparently, Kevin Fiala tried to have a go with Dustin Bufflin, and it's like, really? Desperate times. Kevin Fiala is like, that's like a Pomeranian taking on a Doberman. That would be like Henry trying to fight anybody. Like, Henry taking on, like, a normal dog. (laughs) Henry's a pug, for the record. He's a big pug, but he's still a pug. And he's adorable. Yeah, he's awful. But he's feisty, like little feisty hockey players tend to be. He's the Nate Walker of dogs. <laughs> the return of the bird Sally, which Pittsburgh hates. Now, I saw somebody on Twitter do a mashup of the bird Sally and the Morris Day in the Time song called The Bird. <laughs> 
And if Caps Game Entertainment does not get on that shit, like, today, I'm going to be upset. I just love it because, A, he stopped doing it because he thought it was it was jinxed because every time he did it, we would lose. But his daughter likes it. So he started doing it again. And then he did it after he scored the OT game winning goal. Series winning goal. Woohoo! And then speaking of that overtime game winning series winning goal, the moment when Nathan Walker, who got waved... Took a trip to Edmonton. Got waived at the beginning of December. Got picked up off waivers by the Edmonton Oilers. I think played one game in Edmonton. Maybe two. Got waived from Edmonton. And we took him back. Back up off waivers by the Washington Capitals. Went to Arizona because it was after the the Christmas freeze. Went to Arizona and to Vegas with the Caps on that road trip. Then got sent back down to Hershey. Played... The second half of the season in Hershey got called up as a black ace and ended up in the game because Nick Backstrom couldn't play. No. Yeah. No. Um, well, because Shane Gersich came in and because Nick Backstrom couldn't play, and then that didn't work out so hot. No, the other no the other center is because Nick Backstrom couldn't play. Travis Boyd. And then Gersich was rotating in and out because of Tom. You're right. Because Tom Wilson was suspended. Shane Gersich was getting a go. He played two games. Nate Walker replaced him. Travis Boyd played for Nick Backstrom. Well, no. Lars Eller got moved up to the second line, and Travis Boyd replaced Lars Eller on the third line. But Nate Walker... Did he play on the third or the fourth? Third. Big stayed on the fourth, because that line does a different... Yeah. That line has a different job. So Nate Walker also used to, like, live with the Holtbys and babysit for them and stuff when he would be in D.C. for, like, training camps and stuff like that. So the moment where he skates out of the scrum and just flings himself into Holtby's arms is just, like... And you can see Holtby, like, brace himself for it in all of his goalie equipment before it happens. And it's just... I mean, like, there's so many different little things from their celebration from the locker room. All It's just... I'm so happy for them. And I'm super happy that Pierre was interviewing Ovi after the game. And Ovi said, just fucking please score to Pierre on national television. I loved it. We were watching it at your house and I was like, dude, did Ovi just drop an F-bomb? I was like, I'm pretty sure he just said it. And we ran it back. So our highlights this week are there is a hottest NHL player bracket out there on the internet. There is, and you sent it to me. And I sent and it to Amy, and I don't know who your result was, but you want to take um, you want to take a guess? Holby. Yeah. So you've got like I'm gonna read the matchups really quick. You get Gabe Landeskog against Oliver Ekman Larson, Alexander Winberg against William Carlson, Jonathan Drouin against Alex Galchenyuk, Taylor Hall against PK Subban, which is not fair. Jamie Ben against Tyler Sagan, which is also not fair. <laughs> Brady Shea against Austin Matthews. Claude Giroux against Chris Letang. Nikita Kucherov against Evgeny Malkin, which I don't even know how Malkin got in here. So Me like neither. Toe. William Nylander <laughs> against Andre Burakovsky. Frederick Shrek. Anderson against Adam Henrique. Oscar Clefbaum against Henrik Lundqvist. Josh Anderson against Brock Besser. Leon Dreisaitl against Darnell Nurse. Eric Carlson against Carey Price. Roman Yossi against Seth Jones. And the worst pairing or matchup, Tom Wilson 
versus Brayden Holday. I mean, I actually had to think twice, but I picked I picked Tom. I I did I just I had to stay on brand, man. Dude, this is the hat. You know how I feel about the hat. I know how you feel about the hat. I kind of feel the same way, but I like what's under the hat. Who who are your final two? PK and Holby. Oh, okay. Yeah, my final two were PK and Henrik Lundqvist. So. So yeah. Those are some hot boys, though. I didn't realize how good-looking Oliver Ekman Larson was. Oh, it's a lie, because they use, like, a, a, like, a really, like, one of his, like, modeling pictures, but when you, like, because, so I made Melanie do this, and I end up sitting here, like, pulling up pictures of different guys, because I'm like, look, this one's actually, like, if you look at this other picture, it's very different, because I feel like some of these are stacked against some of these players. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, for instance, which one was really on? Like, the Kucherov one? Like, they've picked what is actually, like, a decently attractive picture of Evgeny Malkin for Evgeny Malkin. Um, he looks like Shrek. Yeah. But the Kucherov picture is not that attractive. And then, like, they picked, like, a really attractive picture of Austin Matthews, but the picture of Brady Shea is, like, Twink City. So it's, like, and as I said, I was like, yeah, he looks like a twink. And my roommate, like, looks, stare, looks me straight in the eye while she selects that one because that's her type. But it's like, it's like some of them seem very stacked against some of these guys. So Eggman Larson's got this very, like, model-esque kind of picture. Like, a friend of mine, no, he's like, no, he's really hot. And I'm like, mm, face on? It's not the same. Because she said the same thing about Austin Matthews. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, it's his profile. And when you look at him face on, he's all nostrils. He really looks like, like a two steps away from a Muppet pig. And or a toe. Like, but like, as I've said before, Austin Matthews is like a manicured toe. Yes. And Evgeny Malkin is a, like a jacked up ballerina toe. foot. Like a gross, like a hammer toe. Like boomerang hammer toe. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. And like, I don't know. And I think this picture of Darnell Nurse is unfair because I think he's actually not that unattractive. But, uh. I but know, yeah, like... I, I whittled it down to, it was, it was Sagan versus PK. And it was yeah. Besser versus Holpe. Oh, Sagan didn't even make it that far for me because the picture of Clojure they used is, like, really hot. <laughs> My roommate walked away with Clojure. So. That does not surprise me. She's, yeah, he's, like, wearing, like, a leather jacket and he's looking really hot and he doesn't even look that ginger. Yeah, he's, he's lit really well and he's in profile. He's not in profile, but it's, like, well, three-quarter. kind of. Yeah. You get that up against, like, frat boy extreme Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan's got lots of fun tattoos, though. I mean, they all do. Dude, Tyler Sagan. But he shows his off. The best thing about him is his dogs, let's be real. His what now? His dogs. I mean... Tyler Sagan's got three dogs. He's got a collection of Labrador retrievers. He's got a chocolate lab, a black lab, and a yellow lab. And the older ones are the chocolate lab and the black lab, and they're fat. And they get mad at him when he goes on long road trips. But the little one, the the golden, still loves him. No. And then they all pile in his bed, and he doesn't have anywhere to sleep. So, because he's got three fat dogs. Hot hockey players. And then what else? Hot, hot hockey players. What else do we have in the thylights? So I had a weird bad thing happen to me last night in the realm of playoff beard. Uh-oh. In that those pictures went up of some of the caps at the Kygo Kaigo is how it's pronounced? I don't know. Concept. I don't know. And I've never heard of the, the, the Kaigo. It. It's like it's like Grubauer and Stevenson and 
Andre, who can't grow a beard to save his life, poor kid, and Connolly and Grubauer, Grubauer, Stevenson, Connolly, and Andre. I thought there were five of them, but I can't remember now. Anyway. There was one guy there that was not a hockey player. Yeah, but I think there were five players, too. Uh, Wilson. Wilson was the other one. Ah, yes. How could we forget? The only hockey player that went that can't grow a beard is... Poor Andre Burkowski. It's just never, it's never, it's not in the cards for him, man. He's doing a little bit better than normal this year. It's a little bit darker. That poor kid. He's just a baby. Anyway, the point yeah. is. Something happened to you? I was, saw this picture, and I'm like, hey, this one guy's hot. And then I realized it's fucking Brett Connolly. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, Brett Connolly's not hot. But the beard. And it's like I say, you know, some men are vastly improved by a beard and brett Connolly's playoff beard is getting to like dan winnick levels of good i mean it's very plush like dan winnick lush i like a nice lush beard i mean this is getting weird we gotta wrap up i know i i I just look at him and he looks like he should be somebody's dad who brett he looks like he should not be he should not be 25 years old he should be 40 i know every time i think about that i'm like dude really but whatever I don't know. Hockey makes dudes look old. I mean, unless it makes them look like they're 12. There's like no in between. Yeah, Mitch Marner. Baby V. Yeah. I mean, I sent, it's funny, I was talking to one of the women that I work with about our our good sweet boy, Baby V. And I was so proud of him. And, you know, he's a rookie and he's doing all this stuff. And I said, and he's older than I think he is all the time because he's 22, but he looks like he's maybe 18. And I said, he looks like somebody, because she has a, a daughter who is about to be a senior next year. I said, he looks like somebody that Kelsey would take to prom. And I texted her a picture of him, and she's like, Kelsey found somebody like that to take to prom. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Honestly, She I... said, but you're right. He does look like somebody who would go to school with Kelsey. Yeah, and then he takes his shirt off, and he's fucking ripped, and it's weird. And then his head looks well. Can we talk about briefly, since we're talking about Verona, about the gif of him to no. use a Pierreism laboring on the bench? No, we cannot. Okay. That is my child. I know. And we're not going to discuss him in the Thylites segment. We kind of just did. I have adopted him, and we're not. Absolutely not. You can go sit in the corner with Lindsay. All right. Well, when you fall in love with my my college dropout son, no. we'll have something to talk about. <laughs> Amy has adopted Shane Gersich. I have, because he's too young to be my boyfriend, but he's not too young for me to adopt. It's not how this works, I don't think. How does this work again? No. How, it's how it works for me. It's getting weird. I'm cutting this whole thing like <laughs> It just went downhill. There's no highlights this week because it got weird. There's no highlight segment this week on account of it got weird. Look for a outtake on the internet shortly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, we yeah, will be I back in a couple of a weeks with some fresh hot takes on the Eastern conference and West finals. Friends conference finals, which the Washington Capitals are in. Yee! And what else? I mean, I think we'll probably have a lot to talk about between now and then. Oh, yeah. We're going to come up with all kinds of stuff. Because hockey always brings us stuff to talk about. <sighs> Especially if the officiating stays as terrible as it's been. Mm-hmm. Something Stay to tuned, folks. To. Yay! <laughs> all right. As always, thank you for listening You know, to our second podcast ever. We are available on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Search for Pucker Up Pod. 
or just pucker up email us at puckeruppod at gmail.com you can contact us on twitter at at puckeruppod what else have we got I think that's it tell all your friends go read us on iTunes if you have any questions please feel free to send them to us we'd be happy to address them if you don't understand any of the shit that we're talking about if you want to know what offsides is don't ask us because we don't fucking know nor do we know about goaltender interference we know what it should be, but... <laughs> Hockey's a fake sport. Thanks for listening. Bye.